Hey everyone, just wanna welcome you to another time of cutting room floor. So on Sunday, we finished 1 Corinthians. Awesome, Aaron, good work. <laughs> and uh, we also took some time to have a panel and field questions. One of the questions that came up that we sort of did our best, uh, you know, first swing at yeah. was connected <laughs> to this idea of discipleship, right? That's a clear word in the scripture. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Jesus gathers disciples. He calls yeah. us to make disciples. Uh, and then this sort of more modern languaging or framing of spiritual formation. Sure. Right? And Kathy Pope is a director of spiritual formation at Wellspring. Yeah. Um, and the question was like, so why use that language? Yeah. Like, why use that versus just saying, you know, discipleship? Totally. Um, maybe you can give a quick take on like discipleship. Yeah. Uh, and then we can sort of lean into spiritual formation. Totally. Yeah. And so obviously we're all about being disciples of Jesus. Of That's like what, you know, we're all about. Yeah. I think very simply, kind of when I think about discipleship in like a few words, it's apprenticing and following Jesus. Yeah. So in the first century, right, Jesus gathered disciples. Uh, you know, we're often talking there. I often use this phrase of like walking in the yeah. dust of your rabbi. The idea is you walk right so close to your rabbi that the dust of his sandals flicks off totally onto your clothes, right? You want to be covered in the dust of your rabbi. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, like you can say the things he says, but you want to become wholly exactly. like that rabbi. Yeah. And it's helpful. A, a church that I kind of follow has a helpful frame. They talk about discipleship in their language of being with Jesus. Okay. That's the first one, becoming like Jesus, okay. a second piece. So be with be like becoming becoming like, like yeah uh -huh. being with him becoming like him uh -huh. kind of talking about character formation yep. there character. and then the third one they talk about is doing what he did okay, this so is like three, justice so work yeah, evangelism things like that so you have be with become like and then do what he did do what he did yeah okay and then so that's kind of like discipleship big picture yep. if you will and then we're talking about spiritual formation i think what we're getting at is essentially Focusing on those first two okay. of that being with and becoming like. So spiritual formation is the process of learning how to become with, and then through that process, becoming like Exactly. Jesus. Yeah. So, so you're saying then, though, it's important to say that you're saying spiritual formation is not totally synonymous with discipleship. Yes. Yeah. I think this is an important point. What we're saying essentially is that spiritual formation is a part of, that language is a part of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus or how we become a disciple or act like a disciple okay. of Jesus. And so why do we think like, why, why develop that language versus yeah. just say discipleship? Totally. And I think we've talked about this before is that throughout, especially more recent, like American Western church context, yeah. it seems like there's been this gap, if you will, in discipleship and that sometimes discipleship can get reduced to, I don't know, uh, reading your Bible, Go going to church, to church and pray a little bit. Yeah. And it really never, and this it, this can be anecdotal here. Yeah, but so it, not every church not every does church that. does it. Yeah, so but that, there was this tendency, and sometimes can be this tendency in American Christianity to reduce discipleship yeah. not to the holistic transformation that Jesus was getting at in the exactly. first century, but to a few little practices that seems like everyone should do in order to be quote unquote okay. Totally, and yet what can ends up happening is that you can maybe know a whole lot about the Bible, but then the interior of your heart and your character may or may not align with the Jesus we read about on the pages yeah. of scripture. So spiritual formation is trying to get at how do we not only do the things that he did, but become from the inside out yeah. the type of people that embody and look like yeah. Jesus. Which Jesus, I mean, that was his very critique of the Pharisees, right? Yeah. They're, they're like a cup 
Yeah. Right. That is dirty on the inside. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, ah, you know, he calls them whitewashed Wash tombs. Exactly. You know, and it's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. So we can have all the presenting image mm-hmm. of having a faithfulness yeah. without the internal transformation, the heart change. Exactly. That the gospel is central to the gospel. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think kind of maybe kind of a helpful frame to kind of maybe expand on this and help yeah. us think about this more. Kind of talk about this in three C's, and I kind of okay. like doing it like this, just yes, to maybe do. help people yeah. remember. But the first C is Christ likeness, okay. and what I mean by this is that Christ likeness or becoming like Jesus yeah. is the goal for yeah. any disciple of Jesus, for any follower of Jesus. That's our goal. Paul yeah. talks about, you know, we are conformed to the image of His Son, being yeah. Jesus. I love this verse in Galatians four. Paul is writing to the church in Galatians, and he writes that I am again in anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. Mm. So Paul's goal and desire as a pastor, as a leader, is to see his the people in Galatia, the church yeah. in Galatia, be formed into more like Jesus, to yeah. become more like him. That's so that's the first C. Then the, the second one, though, there's this conundrum, if you will. Yeah. And this kind of gets at we're, we often don't realize this too, is that we're always being formed and shaped yeah. by someone or something on the outside. So Paul talks about in Romans 12, do not be conformed to this world, but be yeah. transformed uh, by the renewing of your mind. And so it's this idea of while the goal is to become like yeah. Christ, we also have this the second see this conundrum of we're always being formed, whether I, I look at my, my iPhone every morning yeah. and that's doing something to me, the yeah. media that I watch, the people that I'm hanging out that's with, good. all of life can be formative, formative in yeah. some in some way. I was reading this morning, Ephesians 4.15 says this, right? We are to grow up in every way mm-hmm. into him who is the head, into Christ. This yeah. idea of like every way struck out to me. Totally. Because we do a lot of preferred growth trajectory stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, I prefer to grow this way. Exactly. But like the goal of discipleship, the goal of formation is to be formed in every way. Yeah. Into Jesus's image. And totally. there's all these things in culture and in life that are wanting to like co-opt yeah. a part of our formation. Exactly. And we're wanting to subdivide it. Kind of like a bento box. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, Jesus can have these two things. Um, but Paul says in, you know, Ephesians, formed in every way. Every way, yeah. Into Jesus's image. Exactly. And that leads me to this, this third C is that, this conforming is a process. So if you have Christ-likeness as the goal, the conundrum that we're always being formed yeah. for good or for bad, uh, the, con- the conforming process, this yeah. last one here, is ex- exactly that. It's a process. Paul talks uh, in Second Corinthians that we're beholding the glory of the Lord being transformed from one degree of glory to another, getting at this is not just this, you know, you snap your fingers, you all of a sudden sure. you know, become like Jesus, but that this growth that we're talking about is a process. And I think what when we're getting at spiritual formation is that we're recognizing that this is a process um, and that spiritual formation is often trying to give uh, tangible practices and habits that get at both our interior life and our whole life as human beings to be shaped more into Jesus's image. So discipleship is maybe the big category. Yeah. Spiritual formation is a a way of uh, highlighting a subset of a subcategory of discipleship totally. that says, hey, you are spiritually being formed into Jesus' image. That is internal implications, yeah. being with, being transformed into his image, yeah. not simply on the outcome side of doing the things Jesus did. Exactly, yeah. Which is somehow, sometimes we can jump into doing the things Jesus did yes. uh, without 
actually dealing with the character stuff and then the way we do the things Jesus did actually end up being less helpful. Less helpful, yeah. Uh, the way we try and reconcile actually leads to more conflict. Exactly. The way we try and help people actually hurts people. Yeah, totally. And I think this is, it's so key that we're talking about this is because oftentimes, especially I can think of like my generation where we might be so, you know, gung-ho about like doing a bunch of things for Jesus, yeah. you know, all these, you know, do great things for God kind yeah. of a thing. And that, that's great. We, we need that for sure. But spiritual formation is getting at our character yeah. matters. Yeah. And if we just, you know, kind of go gung-ho, you know, for all these different things, but don't have the character and the, 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 the mindset and the heart of Jesus in yeah. that, it can just eventually lead to, you know, disaster. And yeah. it's not good. Yeah. So. Well, and I think, and maybe this is too loaded or controversial, but I think sometimes this happens even in like social media posting. Mm-hmm. It's like we feel like we are posting on behalf of, let's say, a social justice issue. Yeah. But really, from a motivation perspective, we're just virtue signaling. Sure. We're totally. just saying, look how awesome I am. Yeah. So really, we're trying to do what we think is the work of Jesus by supporting a cause, being an advocate. Yeah. And in the process, really what we're doing is highlighting how good we exactly. are. Exactly. Yeah. We think we are. Totally. Totally. See me? Like, yeah. I'm posting here. Yeah. And it's, it, it often can. Again, I don't want to you know, blanket the whole thing. No, of course. Exactly. Totally. I'm not saying you're doing that, but yeah. just that uh, it can often neglect the interior yeah. life, which it seems like, I mean, Jesus and, you know, the writers of the New Testament, all of scripture, right? We're all going back to, yeah. it's the transformation of our heart. Totally. Right. And that's where, does where sin I, come from. The exactly. The flow of the heart. The, the flow of the heart. Right. Yeah. And I think what spiritual formation is trying to do it, it yes, it's modern language, yeah. um, but it's getting at this, this ancient biblical concept of we need to be transformed from the inside out. And at the same time, that this isn't just like a passive, like you get zapped and all of a sudden you become yeah, like yeah. Jesus overnight. Yeah. That we have I've a part to play. I've multiple times. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't happened yet. I'm still waiting though. Totally. And I think this, <laughs> this gets at this process where we do have a part to play. Yes, we are dependent on God's spirit to, to do that. We're yeah. empowered. Gordon Fee talks about it's God's empowering presence in our lives. But then you have all the language of Paul in particular of like put, put off the old self yeah. and put on the new self. And I think that there's put on the new self, there's an active part. So this isn't that. opposed to God's grace. Exactly. The gospel is still all about God's grace, but there is an invitation for participation. Totally. Exactly. In the working out of that grace. Exactly. And I think oftentimes one of the common objections can be like, isn't this opposed to grace? And oftentimes, like when I, sometimes when I hear that, and that, again, I don't want to be a blanket statement, but I, sometimes I think we have this reduced version of grace mm. as grace is essentially like like a free handout and then there's no expectation like on my part to respond mm. in any way. And this is, I don't want to get too much into this tangent, but I've been reading a lot about, there's this new book that came out in New Testament studies on grace in the ancient world mm. called Paul and the Gift. And the author goes through six different ways grace was described and talked about mm. in the New Testament world and Paul's letters in particular. And he makes this point is that oftentimes we think of grace as what he calls the non-circularity of grace, where grace is like, God you, just gives it God to gives us. it to you yeah. and there's no response yeah, yeah. back. But there's all these other ways of like the priority of grace, the superabundance of grace, the efficacy of grace, meaning grace it was effect, it does something yeah. in a relationship. And I think that's what we're getting at. And Titus 3 talks about this, that the grace of God has appeared, training us to renounce yeah. ungodliness. So grace does something yeah. in our lives. It motivates us what in about, our lives. What about the objection that like, you know, spiritual formation is taking tools yeah. that are not inherently biblical so maybe there's some like uh psych psychological practices sure, or maybe yeah. there's some like basic mental health stuff yeah 
maybe even some help, self-helpy things. Totally. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I'm sort of winging it, but this idea that like taking stuff that maybe is not in the Bible and mm-hmm. using that stuff as a part of our discipleship. Totally. Um, so like, is that okay? Like where do you, how do you think that out? Yeah. And I think for me, like I love the scriptures. That's always totally. my go-to. And I think anytime that I'm thinking about something like this and how it intersects with the world, Jesus and the scriptures are always going to be my authority. Yeah. So that's like the baseline. Okay. And so if there's ever something that seems to contradict a right understanding of scripture, then as a follower of Jesus, I have to say no to that yeah. in light of scripture. So, if so there's some sort of treatment option, yeah. like some sort of perspective that comes through, I don't know, some branch of therapy or psychology yeah. that contradicts scripture. You're like, eh, I'll pass on that. I can't go there. Yeah, I yeah. can't I but, can't go there. But yeah, there's this other aspect of, and I think we even have examples of this in scripture where uh, I think of Paul in Acts 17, he's quoting the philosophers yeah. of his day as he's presenting the gospel to the, yeah. to the kind of the elites there of that day in Athens. Yeah. So there's this pattern Jude and Peter both quote from sources outside of scripture yeah. in uh, their letters. There is this aspect where we recognize some of the kind of the modern theological language around this is this idea of common grace. Yeah, that's modern and ancient. In ancient, yeah, totally, Calvin yeah, totally. Uses Cal- that. Exactly. Jonathan Edwards uses that. And this gets back to like Jesus' idea on the Sermon on the Mount that it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous, that yeah. God, you know, dispenses his glory in all of yeah. creation, that sort of thing. And it's this idea where we can learn and we can adapt and we can uh, lean, glean truth from yeah. sources that may or may not inherently be, you know, tagged with a Christian label yeah. per se. Yeah. But when we recognize that God's common grace is throughout all of creation, yeah. it shouldn't surprise us to see that there's things that line up yeah. with scripture. That's good. Yeah. I think you said earlier when we were chatting before this, like all truth is God's. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. So all truth. So whether or not it has like the packaging, totally. right. It came in the Bible. It was at the Christian bookstore. It was on the Christian music station, yeah, exactly. whatever, like, it can be useful in the spiritual life. And if in discipleship, in spiritual formation, we find things that are aligned with the truth of God. Yeah. That in community, we discern to be helpful. Yeah. And there's some sort of external evidence that we're like, oh, this actually is producing fruit. Totally. Biblical Jesus-like fruit in someone's life. Why would we not use it? Exactly. Totally. Yeah. I think maybe just a quick example of that. You have the passage in Romans 12, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed yeah. by the renewing of our mind. Right. Yeah. And so this is getting at this idea that our minds can be transformed. Yeah. And when you look at modern science, modern psychology, they agree with this, right? Yeah. That there's evidence that shows that our brain chemistry transforms and changes depending on circumstances yeah. and all, all that these stuff. Things. Right. Like, and so we, should we cast aside all recent neuroscience? Yeah. Because it didn't show up in the Bible? Yeah. Or do we say, oh, this actually helps us in our transformative process. We'll use this up until the point it's not helpful. Yeah. Or it contradicts key convictions that we see witnessed exactly. in the scriptures. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think that's getting at kind of uh, what we're talking about here is that God's common grace is, is found all throughout the world. Yeah. And ultimately, though, we're coming back to saying we want to follow Jesus yeah. and the scriptures are our authority yeah. in doing that. Yeah, so. so philosophies, cultures all kinds of paradigms have to be subordinated yeah. to God's spoken word to us, to his kingdom. Yes. Uh, but it doesn't mean that they can't be useful. Exactly. Uh, in a specific moment, in a specific season of time, uh, when the church has a particular need. Yeah, totally. Cool. So discipleship, spiritual formation, spiritual formation is sort of a modern label of a subset yeah. or a subcategory of discipleship that helps us to be with Jesus mm-hmm. and transformed into his likeness. Totally. 
Uh, so it gets at character stuff, internal stuff, uh, so that ultimately we can become more like Jesus. Exactly. Yeah, cool. that's the goal. Thanks, man. Cool.